Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Irrational Exuberance. This book explains why economic bubbles primarily arise due to the collective irrationality of human beings. What is an economic bubble? It means that a certain kind of financial asset, for example stock or real estate, which attracts many investors and drastically increases in price for a short time. The sharp rise in the prices of financial assets causes a lot of money to flow into a particular industry, leading to this industry's prosperity. This kind of prosperity is like a bubble in a bath. It seems that the market is prosperous, but actually, it is an illusion. When the market cools down and people withdraw their investments, the asset prices will collapse. The financial sector calls this false prosperity an economic bubble. The author of this book believes that the main reason for economic bubble formation is the collective irrationality of human beings, so he calls the economic bubble irrational exuberance. In 1996, Greenspan was chairman of the Federal Reserve Board. In a speech, he used the term irrational exuberance to describe the overheating phenomenon in the U.S. stock market at that time. Since then, the term has become widely known. Looking back, we can see that the U.S. stock market did overheat. In the last few years of the 20th century, the sense of novelty brought about by internet technology stimulated speculation in internet-related stocks. The Nasdaq index which represents internet technology stocks, more than tripled from around 1,400 points in 1998 to around 5,000 points in March 2000. Later the index plummeted and fell back down to 1,400 points in September 2001. The collapse of the stock market made it difficult for internet companies to raise funds thereafter. As a result, a large number of US internet companies collapsed, and even the global internet industry was affected. This book was published just before the bursting of the dot-com bubble. Some people say that this book accurately predicted the bubble, while others say that this book is the needle that punctured it. The author of this book is Robert J. Schiller. He is a renowned professor of economics at Yale University. He won the 2013 Nobel Prize in Economics for his work on the empirical analysis of asset prices. He was vice chairman of the American Economic Association in 2005 and chairman of the Eastern Economic Association from 2006 to 2007. Professor Schiller specializes in financial economics and behavioral finance, which is an interdisciplinary subject of finance and psychology that attempts to reveal the irrational behaviors and decision-making laws in financial markets. The book Irrational Exuberance is generally regarded as a pioneering work of behavioral finance. In Professor Schiller's view, any financial phenomenon does not stem from one single factor. It is not as simple as a conditioned reflex such as when your lower leg kicks out after your knee is tapped. Instead, it is the result of a combination of many different factors. Behind any financial phenomenon, we can find a main factor and secondary factors, but we cannot easily find the causal relationship between these factors and the financial phenomenon. According to this idea, Professor Schiller categorized the precipitating factors of irrational exuberance into structural factors, cultural factors, and psychological factors. 
Firstly, Professor Shearer believes that irrational exuberance is influenced by structural factors such as political policies, industry development, population size, investor psychology, the growth of mutual funds, the expansion of the volume of trade and so on. It is also fueled by the amplification effect of the market. Secondly, from a cultural point of view, the news media and the zeitgeist play a significant role. Finally, from a psychological point of view, these various factors cannot affect the market unless human psychological factors are also involved. Next, we will explain the key points from this book in the following three parts. Part 1 Structural Factors Leading to Irrational Exuberance Part 2 Cultural Factors Leading to Irrational Exuberance Part 3 Psychological Factors Leading to Irrational Exuberance First, let's talk about structural factors. Professor Schiller studied the factors that led to the rise in global stock markets from 1982 to 2000, and the rise in real estate prices in many cities in the late 1990s. In the course of his study, he studied many structural factors, including the arrival of the internet, political changes, monetary policy changes, the expansion of defined contribution pension plans, the effects of the baby boom, the boost to public confidence from the decline of inflation, the effects of financial media, analysts' optimistic forecasts, the growth of mutual funds, the expansion of the volume of trade etc. In the book, Professor Schiller convincingly analyzes the effects of these factors on irrational exuberance. We'll discuss three of these factors in detail. First, let's talk about the development of internet technology. This factor is closely related to the the dot-com bubble at the end of the 20th century. Today, we can hardly imagine the feeling of the people who first accessed the internet. They were probably as surprised as a caveman seeing UFO. The internet entered the home in the last five years of the 20th century. With the arrival of the internet, the whole world became connected. Sitting at home, you can connect yourself with the world and feel as if it's under your control. The internet astonished people, and many began to speculate that the internet would bring great economic benefits. At the time, everyone believed that a new era had come. Professor Schiller believes that what matters to the stock market is not the real impact of internet technology on people's lives, but the public response triggered by this technological revolution. The general public's optimism about new technologies had actually boosted internet technology. Most internet companies in the United States were losing money at that time. Even though Amazon lost money for 20 years, investors' enthusiasm did not diminish. At the end of the 20th century, internet-related stocks in the United States prospered step by step. Since 1997, the Nasdaq stock price index continued to soar and triple by 2000. Now, we have talked about the impact of the development of internet technology on irrational exuberance. Let's talk about the impact of the growth of mutual funds. Mutual funds raise money from the public through publicity. Then, the money is handed over to professionals to make investments, such as investments in stocks or bonds. So why does the growth of mutual funds lead to irrational exuberance? Suppose you are conservative, and you put all your money in the bank. Some elderly men and women don't even trust banks. They even put their money into a jar, dig a hole, and bury it in their backyard. However, let's say one day someone says to you, 
The social security system is already sound, and you don't have to worry about money for the rest of your life. But the money invested in your home will decrease rather than increase. But we have professionals to help you manage your money, so you can sit back and wait for your wealth to increase. With such advertising here and there, every Tom, Dick, and Harry in your neighborhood will want to invest in such funds, so you can hardly remain indifferent as well. Under such circumstances, the impact of mutual funds on the public is massive. In 1982, there were only 340 mutual funds in the United States. By 1998, before the internet bubble burst, there were 3,513 mutual funds. This means the number of mutual funds increased tenfold in 16 years. These mutual funds attracted a large amount of private savings. Where did all this money go? Most of the money went into the stock market because stocks are the underlying assets of mutual funds. Furthermore, at that time internet-related stocks were very popular and considered investment hotspots. The influx of large amounts of money exacerbated the false prosperity of the stock market. The development of internet technology and the growth of mutual funds mentioned above are the precipitating factors of speculative bubbles in the stock and real estate markets. Now, let's talk about the next factor called the feedback loop, which amplifies the effect of the precipitating factors. The feedback loop can be understood as a continuous loop, an upward spiral process. It can be categorized into price-to-price feedback and price-to-GDP-to-price feedback. In the price-to-price feedback loop, the rise in asset prices will attract more people to participate in the stock market, and at the same time the new money will push asset prices higher. That is to say the price increase in the first round will feed back into the second round, and the price increase in the second round will feed back into the third round, and so forth. Therefore, the process of the rise in financial asset prices is like a car going downhill without brakes. Its speed keeps accelerating until the car is destroyed and people die. Price to GDP to price feedback loop means that as the value of the stock or real estate market increases, people's wealth increases too. The resulting optimism encourages people to increase their spending. People will increase consumption and investment in new houses, factories, equipment, and other assets. This consumption and investment will continue to drive GDP to go up. A higher GDP is interpreted as a sign of a healthy economy. Such confidence will further promote the rise of the stock market. However, no matter what kind of feedback loop mechanism applies, speculative bubbles cannot last forever. Investors' demand for stocks is unlikely to continue expanding. When the demand stops, price increases will stop. Bubbles will burst and stock prices will fall. Professor Schiller points out that the public is aware of the phenomenon of market bubbles, but many people hope that they can make a profit and leave before the bubble bursts. Therefore, even if they know there is a bubble, they still happily involve themselves in the market. However, if the public knew that price increases would suddenly stop at an unexpected moment, they might not be so confident and bold. Of course, apart from these three factors, other connecting factors are also very important and they often interact with each other. Let's take an example. On the eve of the bull market, the government relaxes stock market trading policy and loosens monetary policy. Some hot spots appear in the stock market, and stock analysts make optimistic forecasts. 
Under the effects of various factors, investors' enthusiasm goes up. More and more funds go into the stock market, increasing the volume of trade. When investors' psychology of speculation and gambling becomes more serious, a big bull market emerges. However, this big bull market is most likely an irrational exuberance. To sum up, we have discussed the structural factors that cause irrational exuberance. In particular we explain the effects of the two precipitating factors of the development of internet technology and the growth of mutual funds, and how the feedback loop amplifies the effects of these precipitating factors. In the stock market, the feedback loop is a kind of continuous price feedback mechanism. The rising stock prices boost investors' confidence and expectations, so they boldly enter the stock market one after another. As the number of investors increase, stock prices concurrently increase. High stock prices make investors wealthier, which encourages more people to participate in the stock market. This cycle repeats itself again and again, resulting in an asset bubble. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.